This is baby boy Brian Babylon, and I never listen to none taken. When I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond, this lady came in one time, and she's just like, I'm looking for a uh, chicken egg, chicken egg. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> she meant kitchen egg? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. looking hilarious. She was uh, from a faraway land. I could imagine so, yeah. 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 <clears throat> oh, hold on. China. That's right, actually. How'd you know? No, I was looking at the... Oh, show sheet. There's China. Did you see that? Um, you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> Eric Trump, or maybe it was Don Jr. was on. Uh, let me find out. Was on Fox. Can you believe that they they got what a get right? Like as like how <laughs> how do they get all like everybody they want? You know they get all the good guests. That's unbelievable. Like, Eric Trump. We need to get their uh, producer. Like, yeah. Hire him. Seal him away. Yeah. Uh, I think this is Don Jr. Okay. You know, it's, it's so blatant when you actually watch the show. You know, look at that picture of him on the bike, right? I mean, here you have Biden riding this beach cruiser. It's got so this is like the tan suit controversy for Biden. Mm, have you heard about right. this? The, the tan suit or the bike? <laughs> no, the Biden on a bike. <laughs> Biden on a bicycle. I have not heard there was controversy oh, about you, Biden well, on a bicycle. Oh, Alan, that's your liberal bias this showing. This big kind of, Clearly. you know, ridiculous reflector on the front of it. I mean, it may as well have had a little horn on there. and yeah. he's riding. Imagine <laughs> if it had a horn. Slowly, he's probably gonna go get ice cream, right? That's Literally, in a you know, in a world where, in a you world, know, you almost have <laughs> World War Three. Oh. Everything that you guys have been talking about on the show up to this point, but all the problems. You know, here domestically, uh -huh. and the guy's literally riding a beach cruiser around the place, right? I mean, did they have a basket on the front? Speeches in front of F-35s, talking about how he's building the greatest military the world has ever seen. He'd be out there lobbying for, you know, defense funding so he could rebuild the military. He'd be talking Rebuilding. about rebuilding the nuclear arsenals. He'd be Where's taking out, you know, Soleimani taking and out, all these taking out like that was an assassination. <laughs> like that was a problem. Like if yeah. it weren't for COVID, that would have been a fucking deal. And we're like, never mind. Bigger issues. You know, bad guys around the world. Believe me, that was sending a true message of strength. And by the Str way, he strength. Here, hold on. Strength. No, strength. Sending <laughs> a true message of strength. And by the strength. way, he was doing it mm. with conviction and he was doing it with energy and he was doing it with passion. Oh. And he was doing it passion. with strength, is, which is strength. what you would expect from an American president. When you see a guy riding a beach cruiser in the middle of the day, this in the is middle the of the day, chief of the United States of America. I mean, what? <laughs> message does that send the world that is Whoa. literally in the middle of you know just so you know, horribleness Eric, it's um well, it's um, horribleness it's, um, uh, alan i just have a question for you <laughs> do tell can you imagine donald trump on a bicycle <laughs> no should we hit record yeah one two three all right you ready i am ready are you recording <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Boom. To none taken, the internet's only debate and current events show, with your hosts Dustin and Alan, two political nomads from two different worlds, 
Shout out to Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band for the use of their song Ways and Means for intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it's Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. It's a great day for America. <laughs> I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And Alan is in the San Francisco Bay Area. We are here recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. I've got 42 pieces of audio for this week's sound show. Please subscribe right now wherever you're listening to this. Please leave us a five-star review. Be sure to tell your friends about us. We don't have an advertising budget. You are the ads. If you haven't yet, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Please help us out. You can find None Taken on all major social apps. Sorry, Truth Social. If you'd like to help us out financially, search for None Taken on Venmo. Chip in what you think is fair. Be like Slick It's Digital. Slick It's Digital for all your SEO marketing needs. Alan. Hell yeah. Alan, what is up? I tried to rush it because it went longer. I think I did my intro too long. I think it was Do I go fine. back and record it over? Uh, no. Oh, We're good. Okay. It's, in right. it's in the can. It's in the can. Let's like do it, it live. I like it. Um, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, I um, didn't get up to a whole heck of a lot last week. I, this is literally my first day off since we recorded the last episode. Yuck. So, oh, yeah. man. Uh, I do have some cool stuff upcoming, though. Um, I got tickets to see Rise Against in the middle of April, so that's going to be cool. Uh, Mr. Tim Rowe and I are planning to meet up at Army this weekend to grab a beer, so that'll yeah. be dope. Is this the week your your concert week? Uh, no, I have another week to go. Uh, that's like April. Week. First week of April is my. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too, man. That's going to be a great time. Nice. Um, so, and we booked Tell- the Airbnb to you go and, see you. And, you and Tim. Oh, to come out here. Yeah, it's booked, dude. We, we got yeah. the place. All right. I was hesitant to talk about it on the show until it's official. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, come on out here. You know what's great is we aren't going to record a live show while you're here. We're still going to wait till you I was thinking home. I'll bring my stuff. We could record something. It won't something. hurt. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Maybe we could. I mean, I've got everything here. You don't have to bring We could nothing. do a special little uh, You don't have to bring off. anything. We could do it all right here. I've got okay. spots for everything. i got two yeah. microphones. We all know that. Dope. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. I think so. That's uh, middle of May coming up. So yeah, looking forward to all of that good stuff. What about you, man? What'd you get up to? Uh, well, first of all, I'm gonna forget to say this. Say hi to Tim for me when you see him. Yeah, uh, for sure. The with this weekend, um, we were just getting closer and closer to moving in. Um, mm-hmm. we went out Friday night uh, to Never Never, of course, and like this guy, I just this was just notable to me. This guy he looked like he was maybe 25 and when he got carded he's like oh thanks you make me feel young and she just looks at him and goes you make me feel old and turns around (laughs) wow mcglovin hey when you do move to that new place are you still like is that gonna be far from never never it's gonna be far yeah it's like 20 minutes from never never um there's a local place we're gonna go to called d's d-e-e-s uh, and it's cool because it's like right next to a dildo store. So we'll get all drunk and horny and then go in and get all kinds of sex toys and bring them back. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, unrelated to any of that, I did have something funny that happened this week at the dog park. Mm, okay. Do so because I don't have kids. So I just have, you know, dog stories. So we, <laughs> this actually involves kids, though. So um, we get to the dog park and there's just you get out of the car. There's kids screaming like it's a fucking daycare. And we're like, what the fuck is this sound? Uh, we go in and there's this, there's this lady, there's this human lady. Yeah. This human mom with Mm -hmm. two children that are just running around the dog park, tackling the dogs, getting tackled by the dogs. The mom's not paying any attention to them. Like whatever, get the energy out. It it takes like no time to realize they don't have a fucking dog at the dog park. (laughs) She's treating like a fucking petting zoo. 
both the kids are like under two years old, like Irish twins. Like I, I, it, by, oh, by the way, it was on St. Patrick's Day, so Irish twins for sure. That's not racist. Is that she not racist? Took her right? Kids to the dog park like their like dogs. It, to, let them run to, around and play. Well, I hadn't thought about it that way. I just thought more <laughs> that the dogs were like, like it was like a, a you know a fun adventure for the kids. Like this they is not a place for children. Dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could try to dig through the 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 carpeted floor, as uh, covered in dog piss and shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, high-class parenting right there. Oh, actually, you know what? They weren't Irish twins. They looked like they were Middle Eastern. Would you say, like, Tehran twins? Is this getting um, racist now? I don't think Irish I, twins I, is racist, but somehow that feels gross. That feels a little gross. I yeah. don't know why. Okay. Well, I don't even, is it Tehran? How do you say that? Is, oh, Tehran. 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 I don't know. The capital of Iran. Right. All you uh, uh, Hezbollah supporters, why don't you let us know how do you <laughs> name your capital? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. There's like a woman picking up the people's children for her and being like, ma'am, you need to take your kids out of here. Wow. It was fucking horrible, man. Kids are getting knocked over by Dobermans. It was hilarious. Anyway, you want to get into some of our comedy cavalcade? Yes, let's. Okay, so let's see. This one is Mike Wiley. Uh, This is just a short one to start us off. Okay. I got caught up in a pyramid scheme. They tried to get me to eat 8 to 11 servings of bread and cereal per day. (laughs) (laughs) That's stupid. I'm sorry. You want to hear a real one? That's fucking Thank hilarious. You. I thought it was really funny too. <laughs> it took me like a second to like, oh, I can't uh, wait. Bullshit, like Nancy <laughs> Reagan thing or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. Food pyramid was based off of. No, she's staying out of drugs. Everything can't be her fault. You know what <laughs> her fault really is, though, is that lack of a gag reflex. Okay. Um, we've got <laughs> Nate Craig, who is a uh, frequent uh, frequent appearance on this list, but God, I like this guy. So I'm going to play some more of him. You can find his album, Preferred Customer. Uh, on any place where you stream comedy albums. Hey, here we go. Nate Craig. CrossFit's like if a panic attack was a lifestyle. CrossFit? Are we, are we still talking about CrossFit? Do people still CrossFit? Like, did that end with the pandemic or did it lose popularity? I feel like people still CrossFit. Like, there's buildings. Yeah, people still CrossFit okay. and they'll tell you about it if they, if they do. <laughs> yes, that's true. We all know that. It's community service without the community. I, uh, I don't do CrossFit. I, I just help my friends move. That's really what CrossFit is. Do you like helping your friends move but don't have any friends? CrossFit. <laughs> uh, moving along. Um, Andy Woodhull, he's, on, he's been on here a couple times too. Uh, this is a bit about... Um, Actually, this one's kind of personal, I thought, because it was really close to what happened with me and Natasha. So here, let me just set it up. I'm oh, yeah. girl on Tinder. It's a fun place. We met on Tinder in uh, March of 2020. I don't know if you remember what was going on in the world, but <laughs> we went on two normal dates, and then the governor of California came on TV, and he said, you guys are together now. <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty wild. That's almost exactly what you I mean, doing. we we started a little bit into it, so we right. weren't like completely caught off guard. But yeah, I was like, oh, well, that's that was all documented on the show. It was. It's all it's all here. It's you all can there. go back and chronicle my uh, <laughs> my relationship woes and finding the love of my life and moving to Tennessee and buying a house together. All right, that's wow. as happy as I get. Quite a show. story. I know. Really? I, honestly, it is. I, you don't. You want to hear? We moved out here on April first last year. We move into our new house on April 1st. 
Wow. We did it exactly. And we said, we'll buy a house within a year. We bought it in a fucking year. Like, it's awesome. And I'd love to say all this wee shit, but that's her planning. Like, I don't, like, I, <laughs> I just keep being like, is this money I'm saving? Is this how you do it? When do I get the house? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, let's do one more. This is Joe Kilgallen, or uh, as uh, friends call him, Joey Killshow. I'm not friends with him. <laughs> There's plenty of good white food out there, is my point, all right? <laughs> You guys have ever Cinnabon? You're fucking welcome, America, all right? Yeah. Slim Jims? Also, white people shit. Act like we have terrible food. Like you guys have never been to Taco Bell. You're welcome. There's great white people food. There's like four seconds of people laughing hysterically at the end. I'm sorry. But yeah. Talk about being white people. Yeah, people act like so culture. It's like, no, it's just things that you don't want to talk about, like Slim Jims and Taco Bell and Cinnabon, you know, and uh, school shootings and, you know, oh. well, that's culture. Um, sure. Yeah. The, the, well, okay. So moving out of our comedy cavalcade and into our How About That segment. How about that? Uh, as I've mentioned before, I don't have kids, and I think this is a pretty good recap of why. If I have a kid, then all my money has got to go on this kid. Fuck that. If I have money, I, w- I want to spend money on myself. You know, I had a dog for a while, and that was fucking hard. That, that, that's, you know, the, the logic is flawless. Completely flawless. Since, since yes. you had a dog for a bit, that was hard enough. Like, yeah, you know, it is hard enough. <laughs> I've got one dog that I have to carry up and down the stairs every time he goes to the bathroom. Who wants to mm-hmm. deal with that? Like, that doesn't end until the dog's gone, and then I'm going to be sad. With the kid, you have to... At some point, they, you stop having to pick them up and change their butts. Yeah. Like, change their butts. Does I guess that's a better to... version. No, I don't know. No, and then they're going to get into a drunk driving accident when they're 16 and call you up. You're going to have to bail them out. You're going to have to find a way to talk smooth to the cops, and then get them in your car and take them home. And this then is fix an oddly the car. specific uh, paranoia there. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> it sounds like a personal story. Alan, did you hear about uh, the Bloomberg opinion tweet? Uh, so there's a Bloomberg article that's been making the rounds where uh, there was an there was an opinion piece in Bloomberg, mm-hmm. and they summarized it in a tweet with four bullet points as to what you can do to uh, combat inflation. If you're making less than three hundred thousand dollars a year, um, their advice is take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Like so far, I'm like, eh, these are stupid, but I'm tracking. Number three, try lentils instead of meat. Wow. Number four, nobody said this would be easy. That's not even advice. That's, That's just like, <laughs> so this was a snarky internet response to that, which I got to say, good, good, good on them. If you make under $300,000 a year, inflation might be hurting your wallet. (laughs) So here are some ways you can combat inflation. If you're lower income, you might spend about 3% of your cash on gasoline. To alter this, cut the bottom out of your car and pedal it with your feet like the Flintstones. Or stand outside your house and wait for a large bird to pick you up. Okay, some more tips. Dog food can also be expensive. To counter this, try killing your dog. The only pet that you should have should be a raw. Substitutes are also... Hey, hold on. That whole try killing your dog thing... In in the same uh, so in the the opinion piece tweet it listed those four things and another Bloomberg tweet spreading the word about the article it says uh, uh, consider skipping chemo for your pet <laughs> it's like, like wow it's like this we're at the kill your dog stage of this shit like jeez you know during the Blitz they told like British people like don't let your dog die a suffering death just euthanize them uh, like. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I have read that, and they like lined up to do it. Like it's a different world, man. Yeah, it's a totally different world. Uh, oh, there's more. 
Substitutes are also important. Instead of meat and vegetables, try metabolizing your own cells. Think outside of the box by living inside of... When it comes to food, don't be afraid to explore. Eat lentils, drink lentils, breathe lentils, be lentils. Buying in bulk is hard. Lentils. So try splitting the groceries with a friend. Then wait till that friend is asleep and rob them of everything they have. There are no friends in the inflation economy. With all these tips, you'll be a more creative, more resilient person. Brain elasticity. We hope these tips help. And remember, no one ever said this was easy. Wow. Lentils. Lentils. Who knew? Yeah. Just, you don't have to eat meat when you have lentils. <laughs> I'm not a fan of lentils. No, I don't either. Yeah. Well, there's like red and green lentils and like, I don't know the difference, but you know, maybe the red ones are like red meat. The greens are like salad, salad, <laughs> salad meat. We're going with salad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sticking okay. with inflation and uh, uh, financial um, sounds, right? Because it's the sound mm. show. Um, yes. That we're, we, Alan, I'll take you to Plano, Texas, and a city council meeting. Oh, lovely city. I grind this Gas prices way, way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. Gas prices way too high. Vladimir needs to die. I'm the truth in the booth. Take my picture. I'm a winner. I'm going to eat you for dinner, okay? Yes. Is that Master Shake? Uh, this like... is so like Master Shake. <laughs> no, he looks like Tucker Carlson. He's wearing a yellow libertarian tie, which is bothering me. And I think the only reason he has that yellow tie is because he's probably a wacko libertarian making us all look bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this made it its round saying that a Texas man is threatening to assassinate Putin. It's like, oh, I don't think that's mm, what it was. I think it was no. bad white people rapping. Um, I <laughs> I, I've listened to this way too many times. She says, I grind and shine. Uh, gas prices. Yeah, way you knew too the high. words. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've listened to it a lot. There's one mm. part I can't get. Did you, you don't want to hear it again, do you? I mean, sure. Let's hear it one more I time. I grind and shine. Gas prices way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. Gas prices way too high. Vladimir needs to die. Right here. I'm the truth and the boo. Take my picture. I'm a winner. I'm going to eat you for dinner, okay? All right. All right, so said, man. I'm the truth in the booth. Oh, that makes sense. Where did he get all these words? Do you think he stole them from someone else? Do you think he wrote that, or did you think, like, mm, mm, actually? He plagiarized me. somebody? Did you like... see that Pusha T is doing a commercial for uh, Arby's, and it's a diss track on the, Mc... the filet of fish Dude, you know what's Pusha so T. wild? Like, is... what world is I saw you post on Instagram about it, and literally the next ad that showed up on my feed was that. It's a good Just ad. Like, it's actually it was, a good I listened song. To the whole it's thing. fire, man. <laughs> I don't know what's surprising me more. First, that I haven't actually, I hate to admit this, but I haven't thought about Pusha T in a long time. But also, Same. like, it's good. Like, it's, it's pretty like, good. Fuck yeah. a McDonald's fish. I don't eat fast food fish sandwiches. Who does that? I don't know. Listeners, call in and if I'm, you, uh, like, uh, Alan, what's your phone number? I'm going to give it out to the listeners. <laughs> 707. Okay. I also, I've never been to Arby's. I don't know. You've never been to Arby's? Not even once. I don't even know where one is. <clears throat> I think they're mythical. They have the meats, Alan. No, they're all they over do. here. <laughs> they do have the meats. They, and he's got the beats. That's, I got to give Slickets <laughs> credit for that. I, I was so nice. upset that I didn't use that headline in my tweet. Nicely done. Uh, oh, let's stick to sort of rapping as a topic. Um, this mm. is, uh, you know how there's like sheriffs all the time, just like, not that one in LA that's like killing people and then getting in fights with Ricky Sir, Richie Serjanko. Gang member. Yeah, one, gang yeah, member yeah. Alex Villanueva. Not him. Um, this right. one is, uh, I think it's a Florida sheriff. 
Um, you guys just play it. That's right. They thought they were cool. He's holding up two mug shots. Um, I feel like for context, the listeners should know he's holding up mug shots of two black guys. And then this is the next thing he says. And I, I just, this feels very fucking racist. Okay. Well, how cool are you today? Can y'all make up a rap song about this? Jesus. Well, I'll help you. Wow. Out. He's grabbing a chain. I think, I think they confiscated the chain. We got your gold. We put your tail in the county jail. That's you think about that, brothers. And you know what? This, you could call it the Blue Gang, the Bell Gang Blue Rap Song. How's that? What? I, I, you may think it's cool, but it'll end up with you arrested every time. I don't think he understands how rhyming works. I don't think he does either. It's not bad. It's if you got it legal. What? Now, I don't know. I want to give my colleagues a chance to talk. I explained they didn't have to do the rap song. Oh. Okay, that's it. <laughs> it was a, so it wasn't a talent show. It was just, they could just talk. Yeah. If you'd like to come up here and talk about actual criminal justice and sheriff things, I'm done with uh, one rhyme. Like, I think this. Here, hold on. You see, we got your gold. We put your tail in the county jail. He, he made one, like, like, one verse. Sort of? <laughs> Not even. Like, kind of a verse? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, all right. This guy's getting enough play. Uh, yeah. Do you want to hear a dumb news idea? Yes, please. Okay, so. My favorite. I'll let them talk. Ideas. So this, like, I just want you to hear this headline, realize it's a real news story, and then just apply some critical thinking. I wonder if your brain goes the same place as mine does. I don't think this is an issue. This is surveillance video from Hillsborough Police in Northern California. They say it shows a burglary crew from South America targeting a luxury home. It's just one in a series of crimes involving burglars from out of the country hitting homes in affluent communities up and down the state. Earlier this month, Ventura County sheriffs arrested a four-man crew that robbed a home in this Camarillo neighborhood. This is crime tourism. They're coming here for the purpose of targeting neighborhoods, specifically vehicles, homes, um, not violent crimes, but they're going after the big bucks. All right. So what what is your first thought on what was presented there? Crime tourism? Yeah. Like, did so, you hear the locations? I did, yeah. Yep. Hillsborough, somewhere in Northern California, not familiar with it, and Camarillo were the two cities listed. I My grandma's from Camarillo. My dad was born in Camarillo. It's an agriculture town. It's for people that don't want to live in L.A., or cops that commute to L.A. from Camarillo. And I think That's he meant Healdsburg. Maybe. Which, is like, which Maybe. is like a wine-growing agricultural area as well. Yeah, I think you're giving them too much credit. Because, Alan, I don't know if I have to bust a map out for this, but if you're leaving South America and flying to the United States to rob, what, the affluent communities of Camarillo, California? <laughs> like, I just don't think this is a good business idea. I don't, I think, think, yeah, cr- I don't think the crime math tourism. checks out on that. Yeah, no, fucking idiots. <laughs> what the hell? Just, Plus, how are they going to get the stuff back to I, home? Like, yeah, yeah, they'll have to declare it, Alan. They're gonna, they're gonna steal a fifty-two inch TV and, and fly it back it. down to South America. That's sure, it. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, can I scare you? <clears throat> oh, okay. I, get I, ready, I kids. Like this is really going to be scary. A variant of the Omicron version of the coronavirus is. I, I need to stop it right there. Because this isn't the first time any of our listeners heard that there's a new variant going around. But of the stealth variant, a variant. Of the, listen to what he says. 
A variant of the Omicron version of the coronavirus. What? What? You don't... It's the Omicron variant. You taught us these words. You can't call it the Omicron version and have it a variant of that. We don't believe you, and it sounds like you're making up shit. Like, it sounds like we're getting into some other distraction with the war, or we're getting our lives back a little too much. And you're like, uh, what are the words? They both start with a v- v- version. There's a version and a variant. Okay, I'm going to record it. If any of this is wrong, we're going to look really stupid. Not any stupider than we did throughout the pandemic, but... Oh, there's more. It's causing a lot of concern right now. It is causing a very large spike in infections across Western Europe, and that's making experts over here in the United States very nervous. That's because a big spike in Western Europe has historically over the last two years been followed by a big spike over here. Now, why is this happening? This variant is slightly different from the BA1 version, so we're not 100% sure how immune people are to it. Vaccines seem to be holding up quite well in terms of death and hospitalization, but it is causing quite a number of infections. What's gonna happen over here in the United States is anybody's guess because we have a lower level of vaccination than Europe, but many millions of us got infected during the first Omicron wave, and that infection may confer some protection to people here in the United States. Do, do you think anyone's still even listening to the podcast? Like, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> hosting this show and I tuned out. Like, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> I'm sure this will bite us in the ass, but I just don't care. Like, I don't care. I, I tend to think it's going to be okay. Yeah. I, I think that the, yeah, the vaccine. It's in Europe and there's a war in Europe. And the last time there was a pandemic and a war in Europe, it was the 1919, uh, was that Spanish flu? Yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, no, I think I think it's going to be okay. Right. Uh, oh, Saki had uh, came down with COVID again today. She again, again. Oh, the hasn't time, she yeah. had all her boosters? She has. Uh, so she. I'm, I'm um, tired of that argument. I'm not going to do that. I'm not even <laughs> going to feign that I'm doing that. So she won't be traveling with the president to Europe for the NATO meetings, but uh, you know she'll be okay. I hope so. She'll be okay. I hope so. That's going to take away a lot of our show content. Oh, we're in. Isn't that something? This is a good. Isn't that something? Uh, everybody's favorite conspiracy nut is uh, is following through with what he promised. Last week we had him talking about how they're going to march on Hollywood, the uh, the home of the of the media. Um, but <laughs> as he claims in this audio, they knew they were coming and they shut down Hollywood Boulevard, so they moved a block over to the CNN headquarters. Go! Emergency update: The city of Los Angeles is trying to shut down our rally tomorrow. Deep state. I'm literally not even kidding. Last week we announced we're holding a rally on Hollywood Boulevard. This week we go to check it out. They shut the whole street down. Deep Deep state. state. So instead we're going to block over. We're going over to CNN, the home of the media. We're going right to the evil media palace. And we're going to let them know we're not going to be censored anymore as Verge Truthers, okay? We'll be marching 5.30 Pacific time tomorrow at CNN headquarters in Los Angeles. Rain or shine. This is Endgame. (laughs) They did it. They marched. They said it was their biggest march yet. I, I... I got to meet them up at one of these marshes. It's too much fun. There's yeah, people dressed I, up as birds. They all have signs. I wish I had caught them when they were uh, outside of Twitter here in San Francisco. That would have been fun. But uh, that's a very well-produced piece, by the way. I like the, the audio I know. He does a good job. Great. Yeah. yeah. He, he walks that fine line of, um, like, if it looked any more produced, it would be cheesy. But it's right, like, right. it's fun. It's got, it's got camp to it, right? Which is like the whole fucking thing. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm transitioning into our more serious topics. Okay, Alan? Okay, I'm, uh, I'm ready I, to be I, serious. This one still makes me laugh, but it's because I don't have kids, and I'm not going to get triggered by this culture war bullshit. 
Um, have you heard about this scandal going on? I don't. I, uh, it was in Norco, California, which is a fucking horse town outside of LA. Um, it does. It, if you're leaving Rancho Cucamonga and you go south and you haven't made it to Riverside yet, you're in Norco. And, you know, it's named after everyone in Norco's favorite fucking pills, those fucking Norco pills. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's what they all eat over there. I'm not familiar with the place, but okay. <clears throat> don't be. It's horrible. Um, yeah. My cousin lived there for like six months. I was just like, get the fuck out of here. She moved to Florida. I was like, that's an improvement. Um, <laughs> so anyways, a teacher there was getting a bunch of kindergartners to, uh, to say this. Who's our president? <laughs> And we want him out. Oh, wow. It's weird that she recorded it, right? Like, that seems like... Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, I, I I don't think that, like... <clears throat> I mean, Alan, they're, they're, they're not allowed to talk about, like, reproduction and anything <laughs> like that in Florida. But, you know, that you can just politically indoctrinated. I'm trying to buy into the culture war. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ted Cruz busted out a huge poster board at the uh, Supreme Court oh, Justice fuck. hearings today. Jerry sent us that. Yeah. <laughs> where, he, where he asked the Ketanji Brown Jackson if uh, she thought that babies... Jackson, by the way, right? Like, if babies could be racist. No. Was... Okay, so to be fair, <laughs> you you know about that bullshit book, right? That, like, uh, an anti-racist aware, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um <clears throat> Which fine, whatever. I don't. I I literally don't care if I have to have an opinion on it. I think it's kind of bullshit. But it, I don't have kids. It's not something I invest a lot of energy in. I trust people that have kids are going to know what's best for their kids, and I'll leave them to fucking raise their kids. If you want to buy a book like that, yeah. you can buy a book like that. If you don't, don't. I don't care. Um, sure. I think it's a weird question to ask a judge. Like, <laughs> I agree. Like, did she write the book? Like, no. okay. <laughs> They, they tie it all she's back on the, to She's on the board of some sort of private school or something, and apparently they have the book in one of the classrooms, and so that was the whole thing. Right. But it's like, just because you're on the board doesn't mean you like know every book that's in each yeah. classroom. Like, oh. what the... And, and I don't want to live in the world where the board can decide every fucking book that's in every fucking classroom. I'd rather have teachers like that last dipshit or teachers like this one on opposite ends of the spectrum bringing books in making kids chant things then you make corrections right because those are outliers that is not those are very much outliers but like nobody could accept that they're like this is happening to my kid you don't even have kids and you're upset not me (laughs) uh oh speaking of kids I didn't oh. even realize this connected. This is a very kid-centric uh, uh, Well, this one's called Kid Rock. Show. So Kid okay. Rock was, again, I don't understand how Fox News gets all these interviews, but uh, Tucker Carlson <laughs> had Kid Rock on. Can you believe it? I think I heard about this, yes. Uh, okay, good. So um, I, I, at first I had a clip from it where it was Kid Rock talking about how he's uncancelable. And yeah, that's how I he, And I was like, you know what? This is kind of... If that's it, I don't really. I, I I didn't include the clip on the show, and then I heard about this today. I was like, oh fuck! Here, uh, so Kid Rock was talking. He was he was. So it's Tucker and Kid, Tucker and the Kid, and mm. they are. Uh, they start a podcast. That's a nice ring to it. Please don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. You know what? First of all, Kid Rock looks like. Did you ever watch? Um, oh, Jesus, this is weird. Did you ever watch Thirty Rock? Yeah, sure. Do you remember the writer? They would always wear a ball cap forward. He was like, he said he was like the the world champion or something like that. It was like a shtick. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Kid Rock looks just like him. Um, that's not a compliment. <laughs> Is Kid Rock like 50 at this point? Or? It's got to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, he So he he was talking about how you know Trump invited him to the White House, how he was basically oh, yeah. an advisor to him. Who's our president? God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, wrong button. What was he advising him on? Doesn't take it too seriously. Yeah. You know, he's engaging. Yes, by the cake. Just, you're just cutting it up. Just open with politics. I Matt mean, was there with him one day when the, he ended the caliphate. When he, he ended the caliphate. tweet. Oh, was yeah, like, that day. I don't like to speak out of school. I hope I'm not, but it, <laughs> that's something like, he's like, tell him, like, yeah, the tweet was, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, you know, if you ever join the caliphate, you know, and try to do this, you're going to be dead. He goes, what do you think? I go, awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you understand? He's gonna. It's gonna get. He's gonna say it more. So in a second. But do you understand? He's saying that even as a fan of his, he's there and he's like, "Why are you involving me in the duties of the <laughs> right. fucking president? I'm a. I'm a like rock star. Like, <laughs> okay, because it gets a million times worse. Tweet that out. <laughs> I, like, I can't add anything better than that. But then it comes out. And it's very. It's reworded and more political and like you know a little politically correct. You know Trump's tweets politically right, correct. Right. I'm totally like, polished. Pretty, you know, we're looking at maps. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, am I supposed to be like in on? That? <laughs> <laughs> I make dirty records sometimes. I'm like, I do it here. You didn't think you'd have a hand. What do you think we should do about North Korea? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think I'm qualified to answer this. <laughs> this is the top. They're just Tucker's just guffawing in the. He's just like, oh, that's so funny how he had a washed up rock star looking at maps and asking him for political advice. Like, <laughs> like look, I'm not delusional. I don't think kid. he was truly asking him for that advice. I'm sure he was like being polite. And it did. I don't care. That's not fucking like this is. He was, po- he was playing to his audience. Yeah, that's really- not. <laughs> yeah. There's no world where like for any like fraction of a second you just like involve somebody like that in that decision or like, <laughs> yeah. eh. in Trump a Trump world that's that's the world where that happens actually I shouldn't have said in no world it clearly happened yeah. Alan I'm uh, getting a little tired I'm gonna have a quick pick me up with a oh. ice cold refreshing hard Mountain Dew <laughs> you're going hard with that <laughs> Alan did you know who would have known hard Mountain Dew has caffeine in it <laughs> yeah imagine that. Imagine hard Mountain Dew having caffeine. It tastes just like Mountain Dew. It's so good. Uh, where are we? Let's see. Now, that's it for our How About That segment. Let's make fun of American politicians. Sound good to you? That sounds amazing to I'm going to start with the political right, and I've got a few clips. Lindsay Ladybugs Graham has, been, has had quite a week, quite mm. a few weeks, but uh, he had a few quotes this week, and then I was listening to it. I was like, shit, man. Kind of want to see if he's because all, all these guys are they're never consistent, right? Like it's whatever the political flavor uh, of the, the yeah. wind's blowing at that moment, right? Yeah. So if you if you don't know, we played a clip last week or the week before where he was referencing uh, taking out uh, Vladimir Putin, and mm-hmm. so he was asked again about it. Um, I'll get to that. Let me play this one first. This is Lindsay Ladybugs Graham doing a great job of just distilling the conflict with Russia and Ukraine down to its most simple uh, description. That America believes that Zelensky and the Ukrainians are the good guys. Okay. And Putin's the bad guys. Uh, all right. And we'd like to be helping the good guys more. Oh. Whoa. Well, that's it. Thanks, Lindsay. We, yeah. we had no idea. That's, <laughs> that's what... fucking all we had to do. 
<laughs> like, they should talk to Putin about that. He wouldn't get so mad if we was know, he appearing talk. on like Sesame Street. No, when he, he said was that? Like, like standing in the halls of the Senate. They were asking him questions. Wasn't uh, that kind of similar to what Kamala said on last week's show? It's a, a lot bit. similar to what Kamala said. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. That's why I'm playing it because I want to make fun of both these dipshits. Um, okay. So this is a long clip. This is almost two minutes. There really isn't any point in this where I feel like I should clip anything out of it. So I'm just going to play it. This is, he was asked again about uh, Putin. And I think he was trying to clarify because before people were like, oh, you think that you're just going to kill him? You think the U.S. should kill him? He's like, oh, yeah, here. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, I hope he'll be taken out one way or the other. I don't care how they take him out. I don't care if we send him to The Hague and uh, try him. I just want him to go. Yes, I'm on record. Please. Understand, Senator Lindsey Graham, if John McCain were here, <clears throat> he'd be saying the same thing. I Everybody knows what John McCain would be saying. He'd be saying, drop nukes on them. We don't care. I think it's time for him to go. He's a war criminal. I'm he said, take him to The Hague. Like, OK, do you understand how that works? Like somebody from Russia would have to bring him to The Hague. Like, yeah, I don't know if you've looked at the happen. hierarchy of things in Russia, but it, it, the, this mechanism doesn't exist. I wish somebody had taken Hitler out in the 30s. Oh, we got into Hitler. Oh, so, yeah, there's a hot so take. That Vladimir Putin is not a legitimate leader. Hot take. He is a war criminal. He needs to, needs to be dealt with by the Russian people. I'm not asking to invade Russia to take him out. I'm not asking to send American ground forces in Ukraine to fight the Russian army. I am asking the Russian people to rise up and end this reign of terror for you and the world at large. That if you follow Putin, uh, you're going to have zero future. Okay, so far, I, I hate to say this, but I agree with Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I encourage what Zelensky said, that every American company leave Russia right now. Leave today. I encourage the world to strangle the Russian economy. Our war is not with the Russian people. In many ways, there is much of a victim as Putin as anybody else. The young journalist yesterday who held up the sign, now that takes guts. People like that change history. So what, how do I think this ends? I think if we stick with it, this way lose that me. if we help the Ukrainians fight for their own freedom, provide them reasonable assistance on the military front, to regain control of their skies, help them with food and clothing and economic assistance, and strangle the Russian economy, that, part. that there will be forces emerge inside of Russia to end this. So I think the world is better off without Putin. The sooner the better, and I don't care how we do hmm. so What do you think about that? I've been talking a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It's just when he says the world's better off without Putin, I, I mean— I, my the first thing that comes in my mind is the world's better off without Saddam Hussein, right? Like, right. Um, and then where all of that goes? Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Because what, what do you mean by that? Elaborate. Well, that that led to war. That was he. He was the secular leader holding all those differing parties at bay. Like, it, right? And he, the, he, the power he was vacuum, the keystone of that arc, arch, and the arch. power vacuum created by him. You know, being taken out was just causes as many problems as him being there, if not more. I would say more. Yeah, I would say um, more too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was kind of with him up to a certain point there as well, but no. Okay, I, I here, my thing is everything he's saying, totally reasonable, especially if you're sure. sitting in a room talking fucking strategy. You know when that's not reasonable? When you're okay, he's doing this to get reelected. He's doing this to to look tough in front of uh, his voters. He, you don't say things like that out loud representing the government dipshit <laughs> like you like because now 
there's like that observer effect, like when the like you can't now say that that idea couldn't have come from someone within Russia. They'll always be able to say the Americans put that idea out there. I see what you mean. Uh, so so advocating for a, a foreign uh, head of state to be assassinated or taken out in any way but, by somebody who is in the government is, is probably inadvisable. Yes. I yeah. Probably, and just yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when I listened to that, though, I was like, like I said, I bet this guy said something recently, especially when Trump was president. I bet he said something like, you know, whoa, well, you know, completely uh, contradictory. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah, yeah. I got to say, I have to give him credit here. Um he has he has been on that beat as far back as I can find. I, I put in great search terms. Like, I could not find a video of him not being a dick about Putin. And to the extent that he was frequently critical of Trump about the way that he, like, you know, he was critical of Trump having uh, a meeting with Putin right after he was elected because he said that it legitimized his fake election. Uh, mm-hmm. Read more in Road to Tyranny if you... Are, I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh he said that uh he said he just said that he was being manipulated by Putin by having those private meetings. Um and but here's this clip. So this is from I think 2019. Let me play. Start uh with Russia <laughs> and the president and the cybersecurity um yeah. uh, uh statement he put out there. He wants to work with Vladimir Putin claiming that this cybersecurity unit will prevent future election ha- hacking and many other negative things will be guarded. What say you, sir? It's not the dumbest idea I've ever heard, but it's pretty close. Um, <laughs> he gave a really- Wow. Was that Chuck Todd? I, yeah, I don't know. Sounded kind of like him. I'm not Probably sure. Chuck Todd. Just two stupid <laughs> names. Sorry, Todds. No, I'm not apologizing to you, Chuck. Pretty close. Um, he gave a really good speech in Poland, President Trump did, and he had what I think is a disastrous meeting with President Putin. Two hours and 15 minutes of meetings, Tillerson and Trump are ready to forgive and forget when it comes to cyber attacks on the American election of 2016. Nobody Note what he's saying right here. He's not of the, it didn't happen. He's saying, his point to be to give him his his point, he would say is, there were cyber attacks in 2016. They didn't make Trump win, although he may have been their preferred candidate. Would you say it that way? Yeah, and I would say I kind of agree with that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. There, there definitely were attacks, but I don't think they were election changing. Correct. Sure. I mean, perhaps they are. We don't know. There's no way to quantify that, right. really. But, like, don't the, – the whole point is – don't dismiss that entire thing. And now that we're looking at Russia again, maybe you should have like revisit that and be more concerned about their interest in doing so. And the, the right. more we read the road on freedom, the more you're just like, Jesus Christ, you go through that list of candidates, uh, Marine Le Pen, um, mm-hmm. Nigel Farage, not a candidate, but his position in Brexit, Brexit. and just yeah. all these things that were like, no, those weren't Russian operations. But Russia had a preference, and you can see, you can literally follow the money to see how um, the candidates that won and almost won uh, that were essentially pro Putin stances. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm not done. 16. Nobody's saying, Mr. President, the Russians uh, changed the outcome. You won fair and square, but they did try to 
uh, attack our election system. They were successful in many ways. And the more you do this, the more people are suspicious about you and Russia. He's got a great national security team around him. He's doing a good job in Afghanistan, North Korea, and ISIL. But when it comes to Russia, he's got a blind spot. And to forgive and forget when it comes to Putin yeah. regarding cyber attacks is to empower Putin. And that's exactly what he's doing. To forgive and forget empowers Putin. That's exactly what he's been doing. That happened for four years, and then here we are now. Also, he said a uh, blind spot, and it reminded me about his blind spot <laughs> and what grows back there. <laughs> little ladybugs? Your little ladybugs. They're just my little <laughs> ladybugs. I love that story. Mm. All right. Did you have something on that? Uh, other than, you know, that actually sounded pretty lucid and, um, I, I made, again, I can't believe I'm agreeing with, <laughs> I'm kind of on board now. I'd be like, I, well, it depends who's running against you, Lindsay, maybe. No, wait, no, yeah. wait, sorry. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. <laughs> um, so some people are less consistent than others. This is Kevin McCarthy. The first clip's very, very short. He's basically saying, um, remember when Trump had probably the best phone call ever in the history of phone mm. calls? The greatest phone say, call of all what, time. What did he say? He said something like that, right? He said it was, it was the most perfect call. I think something like it was. it was a perfect yeah. phone call. Yeah. Um, the, well, the the thing he got impeached over, where he didn't give the money. <laughs> the second to, time. Yeah. To, uh, I, you know what? First with time. all these impeachments, it's so hard to tell. Is that <laughs> right. the one with the blowjob? Ew. The so the hey now. Hey now. When. So right after he got impeached or he was getting impeached for it, that's when he released all the money and the javelins and everything, right? I mean, I look, I'm not fucking pro Biden here. Like, am I off on that or no? No, I think that's right. He was yeah. with the, that, that was the okay. first impeachment. Yes. Okay. Um, so this first clip is Kevin McCarthy saying that he thinks that was the right thing to do. And then the second clip is today and what he wishes Biden did earlier. Oh. I think it was the rightful thing to do. My advice to him was provide them the armament earlier. Simply help us provide the weapons that we can defend ourselves. He, he's, so he's saying in the first clip, I think it was the right thing to do to withhold that money. Uh, and because he, Trump wanted the DNC server, right? That he, yes. believed, well, that he believed was there. He wanted them to announce the investigation. Yes. It, yes. Okay, but what, well, first of all, I'm, I'm three steps away from my point, but was there a server in Ukraine? <laughs> No. Okay. He he was told that there was, and he believed right. that conspiracy, or he wanted us to believe that, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, where was I? Oh, Kevin McCarthy. He, yeah. uh, so first he says, don't do it. He was the right thing to do. And then he's like, I wish Biden gave him this weapons earlier. It's like, like 2017, 2019. <laughs> like you had your chance. You could have given him everything you wanted. Like, but again, why would I be surprised about Kevin McCarthy? Uh, uh, yeah. Not surprised. So, uh, now, before we like just make this a whole episode about how much we love Lindsey Graham, um, mm. I do uh, have I a clip from him where <laughs> Katanji Jackson uh, at the what? It's not an inauguration, right? It's the hearings for hearings. Her appointment it. to the Supreme Court. By the way, I know it wasn't an inauguration. I was just getting the word out of my mouth. <laughs> just, Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes Purge. you got to do that. Uh, so I, I just, I want to call her Katanji Jackson. Cause I make a big deal about these ladies always having three names. Like it's fine. Right. If she had one more, like, like one more letter, she could be like a radio station, which would be kind of, cool, Oh, cause but... it starts with a K. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm good with K, KJ. KBJ. I don't even like how it sounds. Be like KJ is pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But KCJJ or yeah. Mm. Right. Right. Uh, WHFX. <laughs> HFS? 
HF. S. Yeah. S. Yeah. Oh, right. So this is Lindsey Graham grilling her. Being uh, you have a wonderful family. You should oh, be proud. So and your faith matters Sounds to like you. Sounds like a cop. What faith are you, by the way? A what? Ooh. Senator, I am um, Protestant. First of all, is that even appropriate? I don't think so. I don't think like, at, I think I said this before with the other interviews, like you don't get to ask those questions at an interview. <laughs> like, No, that's no, that's not. No, I think that's over the line. Smoky. Oh, yeah. Let's play the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Non-denominational. Okay. Could you fairly judge a Catholic? Senator, I have a record of I think the answer would be yes. judging everyone. I believe you can. I'm just <laughs> asking this question because how important is your faith to you? Wait, did he interrupt her on her answer? Like, he did. is this just an opportunity for him to fucking talk? Well, I mean, I watched some of these hearings, and yeah, it's always an opportunity for these senators just to fucking go off on tangents. Yeah, but, but like the point that fr- we pay them for is so that we find out about this person before we. They often the- talk more than the the person that they're supposed to be asking questions to. That's that's oh, pretty common. That's but to ask if you could effectively judge a Catholic, like that's like a what? Yeah, you're basically saying like, do you are are you a, a religious bigot? Right. And, okay. <laughs> yeah. Senator, personally, um, my faith is very important. Um, but as you know, there's no religious test in the Constitution under under Article 6. And there will be none with me. And <laughs> so why'd you ask? Um, yeah. It, it's very important to set aside one's personal views. Yeah. About I, things I, I, in I, the role of a judge. So he asks a question that's an inflammatory question, then goes, right. Why? I mean, why would you do that? Like, of course, it was it was he. I mean, if I could. Can I you know how you always say, Dustin, can I say what you're saying? We say it differently. <laughs> yes. He, what yeah. he could have just done is, hey, are are you like so stupid that you would do this thing that? Oh, good. OK, I knew you would never do that. And like <laughs> just only an idiot would ask that kind of question. Right. It. <laughs> Wait, I honestly don't Debbie, know what that's his the only thing he was, was short of saying is being like only an idiot would ask you that. Oh wait, I'm the He's like, like clearly there's no test me, you know from me, but I'm just asking you as a test. Yeah, you know, there isn't a test. Like uh-huh. what? I don't I don't know what his intent there was to be. I was honest. just going to say that. Like in what was like what direction of thought was that going to? What line of inquiry is that? I I have no idea. Really? None at all? Like is I <laughs> no. no? Do you? No. No, I don't. I don't. I'm just I'm thought between the two of us, one of us. Would. I don't <laughs> I don't know that you know where that argument was going. If anywhere, he didn't even seem to think that it right. was going. Anywhere. Like hence so his response. Like of course, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, if you notice, nobody can say her name. I said it. I got nervous before I said it. But I was like, oh, I could do this. It's Katanji Brown Jackson. And then I had a thing about how, like, you know, just constant vowel, constant vowel. Like it's easy. Uh, yeah. Here we go. President Biden announcing his pick for the Supreme Court, nominating Judge Katanya Brown Jackson. Federal Appeals Court Ooh. Judge Katine Brown Jackson. Uh, Katenja Brown Jackson. Yeah. Judge so Katanji Brown Jackson. She is Judge Katanji uh, uh, Jackson, rather. Katanji Brown Jackson. Katani Brown. Judge Katani Brown Jackson. Katanji Brown Jackson. Katani Brown Jackson. Katanji Brown Jackson. Katani Brown Jackson. Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Container. 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 He's elected, Judge. Brown Jackson. Katanji Brown uh, Johnson. 
I like that guy that's just like someone getting dunked on and be like, nah, I'll just step out of the way. Like, <laughs> I don't need to get like posterized. Like I could just, you can have the dunk. He's just Brown Jackson. That's totally fine. Like I'm not even going to say The name isn't that hard to It isn't. Say. I like, know. Like, it's really not. You know, the best yeah. of these ever of all time. I have to pull it up. This is worth doing for the show. Hold on. I, I, just... I never stopped laughing from this. Um, you would assume that a, a paid person that, that like reports the news and is paid to read a teleprompter yeah. would kind of have practiced that word no, if it was difficult. It's like they get anxiety. They must have had like teleprompter anxiety. I, or that, I think uh, it's going to happen to this lady. Here, check this one out. This is my favorite ever. Like, it's never better. To say their final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, DD Mega Doo Doo. I'm sorry. <laughs> D.D. Megan Deidre Mengadot. Was the real name? Or? Officer. D.D. Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry. Mengadoo. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a pretty good pull. I don't remember hearing that before. Oh, shit. Um, oh, we got more show. Hey, did you see? <laughs> Deirdre. And she just got excited. She's a mega, and then she's like, it's just downhill. Just get through this. Mega do, mega do, do, do. Oh, shit. Sorry. I get it. I get it. Um, hey, so speaking of three name people, Marjorie Green, since I have to be consistent. Marjorie Three Toes. She mm. was... So this, I heard this in the, in the context of it being a hit piece on her. So, Alan, I'll just play this for you. Um, she has some news for our Friday show. I'll let you talk about that then. This is something about... Insider trading. On Capitol Hill, we're trading stocks in defense companies, just as Russia was getting ready to invade Ukraine. One of those lawmakers is the Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. Records show she bought stock in the defense contractor Lockheed Martin just one day before the invasion started last month. Lockheed Martin and Raytheon jointly make these missile launchers called Javelins. The United States already sent thousands of them to Ukraine, and President Biden just promised the country thousands more to help defend against the Russian forces. On the same day Congresswoman Green made the Lockheed investment, she also tweeted in part, War and rumors of war is incredibly profitable and convenient. Jesus, right? <laughs> she later responded wow. to criticism of the investment, saying... Our investment advisor has full discretionary authority over our accounts. We have owned this American company for years, and this small investment was part of our overall investment strategy. I mean, I, that's probably how you're supposed to say that. I could also understand that as, hey, someone manages my money. I'm pretty sure if they're seeing a war coming, they would probably decide to invest in, in uh, what are these called, military contractors. The, but that said, um, the point is they're – they're trying to pass a law that they, if, you, if you're in Congress, if you're a senator, you're not allowed to invest in these types of right. companies. And it's just such a no fucking brainer. The problem is, who has to make that a law, Alan? Congress has to make it a law, <laughs> which they're clearly not incentivized to do so. Um, yeah, that, that tweet, though, that was pretty. Uh, what? Tell wow. me about yeah, uh, I I would say who's the guy reading that news story because he sounded like uh, an audiobook guy a little bit. I don't know. Like I, he was uh, trying to do different voices for the different people. Uh, I, I um, I'll start writing down the news presenter's name on, <laughs> when I make my notes. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that that has been going around for quite a while, saying that 
you know, Congress. Uh, oh, Nancy Pelosi's about. worse than her. Like it's like I was. I was actually just. Gonna oh, say I'm so that, sorry. You know, no, no, Pelosi, Pelosi's been doing this forever and ever. Yeah. Um, Did you see that is, picture with her and JFK? I don't think I There's saw that. There's a picture no. from like 1962, and she's like 18 or 19, and JFK is dead now for like my whole lifetimes too. Right. Wow. I'm old. But we're both. She old. makes me feel young again. But she. <laughs> Can I start making fun of the left? Sure. I've Let's got a that. new Kamalaism, Alan. Okay. The governor and I, and we were all. Um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Oh, boy. Right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Do you know what she sounds like? What? Do you ever have a friend that goes to like a motivational seminar and comes back and tries to retell like the shtick that the guy who's like getting paid like, you know, a shitload of money to be a salesman and get people to like sign up to their pyramid scheme? Like, and then they try to like get you into it by telling you the same line and there's just like no meaning behind it. She right. heard somebody give an impressive speech with the, the, the meat, what is it? The meaning of the passage the of time. The significance of the passage of time. I couldn't even remember it. And I've recorded this and listened to it multiple times. Like that's how <laughs> poorly she sends the message in a way that it's received. Yeah. She's like, oh, I could do that. I'll wing it and it'll be cool. And this is what happens. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Alan, when you think about it. <laughs> when you think about it. If you, she says it like six times. Dude, when you think about it, isn't there like significance to the passage of time like it's not just, like it doesn't just pass there's like there's something like, to it you know fuck man Kamala the stoner yeah well is she okay is she the fucking democratic <laughs> version of Sarah Palin because <laughs> no, it's not like a so. one for one she's not like soccer mom she has to be the opposite of that too you know what I mean she's the mm -hmm. dominant career woman which I, I don't mean to say that negatively. I'm just trying to come up with a descriptive <laughs> opposite of Sarah Palin. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't down. know if she's a Sarah Palin to the left. I think she might have a slightly higher IQ, but. It doesn't sound like she just was trying to like walk through that. And she, she was like, as long as I keep repeating it, she definitely attached. To... She attached something to that particular phrase and thought it was like, meaningful or well it um, would have been if she only said it two or three she, times she thought, like she, she thought it was profound but yes. it didn't come off as profound at all because the words she connected to around she it. she thinks that by repeating herself it'll become profound rather than like right, use it right. appropriately which okay all right all right uh there's other people in the administration to make fun of speaking hold on here's uh uh somebody that we should be more worried about honestly power of our example i mean that look at uh I was going to say, look, look at this stage, but that's enough, too. Look at the stage. <laughs> but there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, uh, look at this room. Who's the first lady's husband, Alan? The first, he would be the first lady. Okay. COVID, but uh, look at this room and what you see. Jill, Jill had, doctor, excuse me, Dr. Jill had to save him here. Pardon? That's right. She's fine. That's me. That's not together. 
the second lead, the first gentleman. <laughs> How about that? Because Kamala's husband had COVID. Yes. yes. And so, like, there's been a lot of shit about this clip. And, like, first, like, the, the, the main point that people make about when I've seen this clip be shared is... Like, mm-hmm. this is a 79-year-old man running our country. Like, we should be worried. And I'm not that dismissive of that. I think that that's a really good point. I, I, I think it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, but I also don't think that, like, a 79-year-old should be running the country. Like, just, like, you wouldn't, you'd be worried if your 79-year-old grandparents were driving. You'd be worried, like, they, I mean, I they, they're, they're not, like, children mentally. I'm not saying a 79-year-old can't. I'm saying... This is less than ideal. That's all. Like, take a decade off. Like, that's much more. Uh, like, I'd feel more comfortable with that. Like, is this so much to ask? No, I, I think that. <laughs> but we've seen. I mean, how old is Trump? He's like seventy-eight. Oh, right? yeah. I don't know. He's like right up there. Yeah, exactly. Pelosi's ancient. Like, uh, Grassley. I think Grassley is the oldest in the Senate. He's been there for like 50, 60 years. Wow. I mean, there. <laughs> that's that's pretty. I think that there is some some movement in people saying that there should be term limits, um, and I could see that making sense. I mean, I don't I don't see why Pelosi needs to be there for forty years or however long it's been. Um, yeah, we could use some some fresh blood, I yeah, think. In the sure, 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 sure. You're government. being kind. Um, okay, I I I don't want to be only critical. I would say one thing that's difficult in that moment is what do you call the husband of the vice president if the vice president's a woman and married to a man oh um yeah exactly so i don't it's know fucking so it's joe biden's fault that it's it's not front of his mind a word that we haven't normalized or started fucking using because he was wrong with what he settled on first gentleman would be if a woman was president her husband so it would right. be the second gentleman i think right that seems but to you don't want to like... say the second lady like that sounds I was like say, what do they say I don't know. I don't. But, but like the point is like, okay, he fucked that up and it looks really bad, right? But what I'm saying is like, Sounds okay, bad, yeah. you on the spot come up with that word. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's a weird word that we don't think about or ever use. Like, and I'm not 79. Yes. Um, yeah. I still, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I think point, I, point taken. All right. Thanks. Uh, none taken. Um, <laughs> this one, however, I'm just going to need you to play uh, Stan on or whatever. So we established a new civil rights a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard, I'll bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line, that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. And then literally in a sense blackmails or or mortifies that person. Send it out, put it online. I mean, I could say it better for him, but like, do do you know what he was saying? He's saying that somebody in a relationship uh, takes a picture of somebody in a compromising position. Compromising position. I think he just meant like nude photos. I don't know why he can't just say that, but he's like so fucking seventy nine that he can't fucking. And then they break up and they use them as blackmail. Is that what he was saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that's part of this new civil rights legislation, but you know, he can't fucking talk. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've, we're, we're on a roll here. Let's just keep going with more elderly abuse. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is, I don't, I honestly, I forget what she's talking about. She'll tell you maybe. Putin is trying to 
bait the trap so that uh, we go in, and that's the beginning, could be the beginning of World War III. Uh, Putin totally irresponsible using weapons that are not allowed under the Geneva Convention. Putin, who threatens chemical weapons, nuclear, and the rest. So they know that we can't, but it's the ask. Now, he was uh, this morning more... There's a minute 48 of this shit. I'm just going <laughs> to skip ahead, okay? This, okay, is about okay. A, this is about the one minute mark. People have thought that thinks the anti-aircraft missiles and the rest are a very important way. Myself, when I see that, that those tanks, that 40 miles of tanks, I'd like to take out those tanks. I mean, I, I think that air co- <laughs> them having more planes might be useful, but that I'm not a, a military str- strategist. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> There's another. I can't. There's another 40 seconds. I'm not going to do it. Uh, okay. I I don't. I like If these people weren't so easy to hate, I wouldn't be making fun of the elderly. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, it's not, I, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But, and I resent them putting me in this position. But like, we I, got, I, we're here to I, hold them I, accountable. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a military strategist. Strat- strat- I think. <laughs> I think that's the show title right there. Actually. You're a fucking public speaker. And this is what you do. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. Um, okay, what's this? Uh, oh, Chuck okay. Schumer. Oh, shit. Okay, so do you remember when Trump was president, Alan? I recall this. And he'd yes. come up with these wacky, crazy states of emergency, and we'd be like, dude, this shit happens, like, cyclically or frequently, and you don't get to just call this one a state of an emergency so that you can use emergency powers. Um and then we're like, oh, that maniac's out of office. At least it's just this 79-year-old. And so <laughs> Chuck Schumer is over here trying to get this old guy who's not paying attention. He's like, look, when he's having some cake, just like talk him into something. He'll be really high off the chocolate, maybe have some ice cream, and he'll be totally <laughs> down to do this. It might be a good idea for President Biden to call a climate emergency. Hmm. Why? Because then he can, it relates to what you're saying. Then he can do many, many things under the emergency powers. Powers? Like, just because it's this guy with his nice tweets doesn't mean that having, like, oh, thank you for, like, the very first thing. Alan, ask me why he might want to call an emergency on climate change. Uh, why might he because the call? planet's melting. Arizona is on, on, more on fire than it ever will be. It's flooding out here in ways that it normally does, and we have tornadoes uncyclically. Yes, like it uh, it freezes abnormally with these like pockets of the Arctic air that aren't supposed to fucking hernia down into the United States, but they do. Like you know, there's a lot of reasons to be concerned. But his first response, it'll give him power. Hmm. I mean, Chuck Schumer does like him some power. Yeah, so. he's fucking Mitch McConnell of the right, left, whatever. <laughs> um, oh, I have a good flashback for you, and then I'm going to put you on the spot with a new topic you weren't expecting, unless you read. Hunter Biden, this laptop uh, that intelligence mm-hmm. officials have warned is likely Russian disinformation. So this is what it sounded like two years ago, year and a half, uh, year and a half ago, right? Right, uh, right before when when did that laptop story come out? A week before the election or two weeks? I want to say two weeks. Okay, so clearly a October surprise, uh, which is a political strategy we really haven't seen a good one in a long time. And the media companies, um, the decision. Well, the New York social, Post broke it, right? New York Post broke it. The right. social media and most newspapers kind of carteled against it being spread which Giuliani was was all over the place talking about how uh, well okay if if the things that were on the laptop are on the laptop and people 
in law enforcement have access to it. There's partisan people in every group. You know, it would have come out sure. and we would have seen the insinuated child porn. I like mm. that. Like, there's just no way that isn't released, right? Like in this day and age, or that, or there's a lot of murders that we haven't found out about that would easily connect back to people that have seen the laptop. But uh, <laughs> the the and, and all of that's not probable. I'm not giving that too much seriousness. But I just want to say that this is the way that they treated that story. And then in this last week, it's basically been confirmed. I get pretty fired up about how this works because hey, look, I mean, if the New York Post tells you your mom loves you, you should check it out. We are not talking about fully reliable sources here. It feels like a, a repeat from last cycle. It's the, you know, but her emails again, and it's kind of ridiculous. Featuring all the usual suspects, Hunter Biden, mysterious emails, Ukrainian businessman, dot, 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 dot. Was that Katie? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I actually sent you an article uh, from the Times. Yeah, this week. I couldn't read it. It was like a conversation <laughs> written out with with names, Q and like a Q&A. You said it was like a written podcast. Which, yes. Like, yeah. I laughed out loud. Did it get to a point where it became an article or was it just that the whole time? It I mean, was that the whole time. I but understood they did... what they were doing. They were trying to say, like, we'll talk about anything except Hunter Biden's laptop, right? No, they did talk about it. All right. Well, I didn't make it past the first five exchanges. It was like, get to your fucking point. <laughs> they actually did talk about it and said that, you know, that, you know, it, it certainly was a real thing um, and that they were glad that their their colleagues at the Times were, were still you know, digging into it and reporting on it. Um, yeah, I mean... I like seeing think, things that I are clearly that, being used as a ploy being stalled and then looked into and then the results coming out. Because it's it's clearly being used as a ploy. Like, people should make their decision based off the full amount of information. But if that fucking mattered to you, you'd release it earlier. You don't wait until then. Yeah, I think we've known for quite a while that it was the real thing. We both read that book, The Bidens. Yes, um, yes. By the was the Axios or Politico? I can't remember which the reporter that recall. wrote it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it it was clearly that book was not a hit piece, quote unquote. Right. But it, it was very you know it had a lot of established facts um, <laughs> that made a lot of sense and, and kind of built the narrative that explained a lot of things. I don't know that. So to your point, I don't think that the child porn. I don't. I don't think that's real. Or we would have definitely found that out. Um, but I don't know that anything on the laptop rises to the level of criminality or or will prove to be however it's certainly he did drugs dirty. Alan. Oh, it's, yeah hookers uh it's certainly it's certainly dirty it's certainly I, but again sex workers sorry is it all that surprising no I, I mean, like, no no I, like okay name a family that doesn't have a fuck up in it i mean for a lot of times it's me and my family <laughs> you know it's like like oh good job you fucking found the eric like you know and imagine like trump you know imagine hunter you know, his brother being like this, held up as this, you know, perfect oh, in ideal to, uh, to him. And then, you know, the horrible, tragic way that he died. And that's kind of fucked with you. Uh, like, what was his name? Bo. Bo, right. Yeah. Yeah. But Hunter's brother being right. held up as this ideal, yeah. you know, uh, human. And then, and then, you know, Hunter being, you know, flawed and having some character issues. And I mean, it's, it's, not surprising that he wound up there um yeah some of the some of the stories and the ways that he did are pretty wild uh but i i don't think it's i don't, I don't think it's at all um it, it didn't come from nowhere what was the name of that article again um i think it was it's never a good time to talk about hunter biden it's never a good yeah hunter biden's laptop i think okay uh so you said earlier like you don't think that any of those things that people say allege are on there are on there 
um, if you're looking for it, you'll always see it in like that QAnon way where it's like, this means this means this, right? Sure. So there is a picture on the laptop of him taking a selfie of a tattoo on his back. And at first mm. it looks like the Monster Energy Drink logo. And then people are like, no, mm. it's the Finger Lakes. And I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense because I think his family has ties to some businesses in Rochester. And like maybe mm -hmm. he grew up in Rochester. I, I don't really know that part of the story. I don't recall. I'm sure it was actually in that book. Um, but there was something in Rochester, I think, uh, which is the part of New York near the Finger Lakes. And, but like, I mean, that's where my mind went, but the first responses to that were like, yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but Rochester, but the Finger Lakes is a major sex, uh, trafficking, child trafficking, uh, you know, hub. And then there's the next post is like all the underground tunnels that connect like Alaska and Newfoundland down through like Toronto, Seattle, and into Chicago that, you know, all the tunnels, Alan. Sure. The CIA sure, built them, but they use railroad. existing aquifers. You, Alan, you know about this. Anyways. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, can we move on to, I guess, our big news story, which has been the same news story for the last three weeks? Thanks, Putin. Yeah, let's. So let's I've, do that. I've got a handful of stories about Ukraine, but then I have some China updates and then a couple of pieces of uh, media um, sound bites, like, okay. like the, the cable news stuff. This is a clip from The Economist magazine, their daily podcast called The Intelligence, which is like a news roundup mm -hmm. with like one big topic two or three big topics right. one main one the this episode i'm only playing this because i don't know if you remember a few weeks ago where i asked is because of the foreign fighters coming and being a part of this war should we call it the spanish civil war too yeah i remember well don't have all that many foreigners they have a pretty big army themselves they have lots of territorial defense units lots of volunteers on their own side but i think it helps cultivate this sense of international sympathy and support right this is in some ways like the international brigades of the spanish civil war a cause that is oh <laughs> nailed it hell yeah I got to give Meridian News more credit. They they were like, they asked me that, and I was like, oh, I fucking love homage to Catalonia. That's like my favorite Orwell. Um, I mean, oh, nice. I probably 84 would be, except, you know, you're not you're supposed to like 1984. Sure, sure. It's too mainstream. It's too mainstream, man. Um, there's more to this, actually. Let me play some more, because there's some interesting uh, context about... So I've been hesitant to post some pictures of the... So, you know, so Putin's talking about denazifying Ukraine, and we all know it's bullshit, but it's nice to hear new reasons why it's bullshit, right? One of those right. is they're... Um, like, when you think of, like, Blackwater in the United States, that mercenary group that we use to supplement our military, they have one in Russia called the Wagner Group, and its founder is a legit neo-nazi with an ss tattoo and it's another like a the outline of of a, an award i think like where they would be if you were wearing a nazi uniform like where would they be on the uniform is tattooed on his neck so oh, wow. he's a piece of shit and yeah so they like literal and like he's still alive and he is a close confidant of vladimir putin so like bullshit i can call bullshit here like this but then they tell us how like you know they have different definitions there and blah 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 um here so here's a little insight on wagner group and the what what they're kind of expecting with the fighting going forward street against people whom they were told not that long ago were their slavic brothers how much are they willing to actually take that fight into those cities in the brutal way that it needs? Now, Chechens and Syrians are not going to have the same compunction about fighting their way through and perhaps harming civilians in the way that's going to be required. 
The Wagner mercenaries have been repeatedly accused of human rights abuses. This is not a fighting force that has military lawyers peering over its every move. Journalists that have investigated the Wagner group have been killed in the past. So I think there's a purpose here that goes beyond just raw manpower. And also, I do wonder if some of these units might also be serving as blocking detachments. In other words, units that sit behind the main force and prevent the Russian troops from defecting or from surrendering or from deserting. We've seen blocking detachments used in militaries in the past. Russia used them in the Second World War against Germany on the Eastern Front. And I think that Chechens are more likely to be willing to shoot a poor Russian conscript who tries to desert than an average member of the Russian military might be instead. Dude. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. A lot of um, sort of my foreign policy type podcasts I listen to um, a lot of the people on them I, I've heard recently sort of discounting all of these um, sort of foreign fighters that Russia's saying they're going to bring in these Chechens and these um, the Wagner group, et cetera, the Wagner. Syrians. Um, but I think he makes a good point there and that they could be used to do just that. Um, and the, the first part of that clip where he talks about, you know, Russians maybe not so... Um, not so willing to go into these cities and just take out civilians who were, you know, a month ago, they were their Slavic brothers. Well, and they're being um, whereas, sold this war as doing this to help them. So like at right. some point they're going to be like, well, hold on, which one of these stories is true? Yeah. So that does make sense. As far as the blocking detachments, I mean, uh, the Ukraine says or claims that they've taken out something like six generals. I think uh, Russia's only admitted maybe one or two. Um, and, and the U.S. hasn't been able to verify how many they've taken out. But the reason that you're seeing generals on the front lines here is because troops are defecting and don't want to fight. Mm. Um, otherwise, normally you wouldn't have generals on the front oh, lines right, right, in, yeah, in harm's yeah. way. Um, so it, it makes sense that they would employ blocking detachments to keep their troops from falling back. I mean, it's it's fucked up, but it's... Yeah, well, I mean, historically this happens. This is a part of warfare. Sure. Like, it's only modern yeah. times that you don't have that. But, I mean... You know, that's also why right. having a modern volunteer army like the U.S. does is notable. Yes. Historically. Um, oh, you know, what? here's a good icebreaker. Uh, okay. Do you remember when George Bush landed, uh, George W. Bush landed that plane on aircraft carry, had the big banner after we won? In oh, Iraq. mission accomplished. Yeah, it was super fast and we yeah. just a few weeks in, right? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is in Moscow. Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. So full stop soccer. Jesus. Full soccer stadium. They start chanting. Flags everywhere. Drones picking up footage of the whole thing. So this is their victory parade for their special operation. Right. That's crazy, right? It's like he's the fucking Beatles or something more current. Well, there there are rumors that a large number of the people that were there were paid or forced to be there. Oh, you don't say, Alan? You don't say? He actually only spoke for about five minutes. I guess there was some sort of technical technical problems um but he didn't he didn't do the whole trump thing where he you know talked for an hour hour and a half um he was on for five minutes was that not your first thought that trump must have been so jealous uh yes i was i was like like, oh my god trump is like i have to get back in office i 
got to get a soccer stadium. We don't even like soccer stadiums. They're small here. It's like, that's fine. It's even easier. Um, <laughs> this, uh, this, oh, wait. They, they, so that was a little icebreaker so that I could scare you. Oh, good. There's a dire warning from the... Urging private sector partners to take immediate action to shore up their defenses against potential cyber attacks. We've previously warned about the potential for Russia to conduct cyber attacks against the United States, including as a, re- as a response to the unprecedented economic costs that the U.S. and allies and partners impose in response to Russia's further invasion of Ukraine. Today, we are reiterating those warnings, and we're doing so based on evolving threat intelligence that the Russian government is exploring options for potential cyber attacks on critical infrastructure in the United States. Like, doesn't this give you like a little bit of like, what if we could just say, watch out for box cutters on September 10th vibes? Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Biden has come out, I think, twice now and, and warned against potential cyber attacks, saying that they're, you know, they thought they were imminent. I love making fun of our intelligence it's- services. They've been right so far. Yeah, it is interesting that we haven't seen uh, we've we've seen cyber attacks in Ukraine, but not much at least as far as we can tell domestically. Perhaps Didn't NATO released something know. today saying that they'll consider cyber attacks uh, an attack triggering Article Five. I believe I did see that. Yeah, that's. I don't know if that was official or not, but I think unnerving. I saw. Yeah, um, it's it's almost surprising that we haven't seen more here already i mean the solar so that's a good question clearly had it yeah what's their what are their bears and cats that they have over there the internet research agency yeah but yeah what are their cats name like a bear's names like aggressive bear oh aggressive bear that's the hackers yeah yeah they and energetic bear these are all russian hackers right right Right, yes are we to believe that those people always figured they could do this freelance to get paid by putin and like that was the understanding before right like he's never directly saying do anything, but if you can do something and you can prove it, there's a reward, right? Is that kind of the understood thing that was going on there? Yeah, I, I don't know if that's like official for plausible deniability or, or if he actually did have direct control. Well, would you um, say that a lot of the lack of cyber attacks that could have happened, would they have been like direct employees of his that you'd expect to have seen? Perhaps aren't because they are not willing to partake? Oh, I see what you're saying. And if so they if they keep themselves anonymous and just have you know crypto wallets, like so, just contractors choosing not to play the game, right? Is what you're right? What you're suggesting? Yes, uh, that's certainly which possible. is plausible considering you know how we're kind of seeing Russian citizens react that aren't. That if you're an if you're an informed Russian citizen, that that would be your perspective. Oh, so, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I would say so. these people are informed. Otherwise, they'd just be what getting lucky with all their hacks. <laughs> okay. Oh, I guess I won that argument that I didn't know we were, you didn't know we were. I didn't, I didn't know we were arguing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the winner. Uh, (laughs) All right. So I was listening. So this is another clip from the, the intelligence podcast by the economist. This Mm -hmm. was, I kind of picked it up in the middle of the sentence because there was too much setup. He, what he's saying is that he interviewed Jerome Powell. He had a few questions with Jerome Powell and he asked him what his opinion was of the sanctions and this was his response. And I was pleased with his response, as I think you'll be able to tell by what you hear. Uh, sorry to take you away from inflation for one minute. Uh, may I ask about the, the sanctions on, on Russia and specifically the freezing of the central bank? And Mr. Powell made clear that this was not something that was in his authority. Well, so, of course, 
central bankers around the world are generally very, very uh, in favor of, of these sanctions. But let me, let me say this. Sanctions are really the business of the elected government. And that's that's true everywhere. So uh, so I, I'm, I'm reluctant to comment on on sanctions really much because because, again, they're not they're not for us. We, we have a politically very- it was, uh, you know, clearly the right answer for Mr. Powell. But obviously he's being a little bit cagey. I mean, we're into unprecedented times for the global financial system. The U.S. dollar has long been seen as the safest asset to go to in times of crisis and very clearly now for a range of countries and central banks around the world, although they might still see the dollar and the treasury market as the most liquid in the world, they have to recognize the risk that because of geopolitics, they may be barred from that liquidity. They may not be allowed into that. Uh, that Jerome Powell sounded like somebody who's lived through having Trump as a boss. <laughs> he's, he's like, look, I just don't yeah. want to be involved anymore with politics. Like, I'm just, can you just not ask or somebody, me, somebody like, being um, involved with, me with politics? Yeah. Or somebody going through hearings to be a Supreme Court justice. Oh, like um, that. Yeah. Um, no, he's a smart guy. Clearly, that's why he's the head of the, of the, the Fed. Um, and I think he said the right things. To the reporter's point, what he's suggesting is that if the U.S. is going to use sanctions like we've used against Russia on a if those things are on the table then all of a sudden there are countries who are maybe you know not on great terms with the u.s who would be very concerned to hold their assets in dollars because then we can pull that rug out from under them i think that's that's the point he sure. was making yeah and what do you and so that that in some ways sort of um is bad for for the dollar in the u.s economy more broadly yeah, and like we covered last week, the Chinese are trying to figure out a way to trade uh, oil and not using mm-hmm. U.S. dollars. Um, what I don't know. Do you have anything on this in your Friday show about the? Uh, you said Citigroup might be in trouble for helping transactions go through from from Russia. So there was a uh, a an interest payment due on some Russian bonds um, that was seen as. Perhaps the first um, shoe to fall from from you know those those sanctions, but they don't have access to their to their funds. Oh, okay. Um, that that would be the first you know example of that, right? Um, they if they miss that payment, um, so somewhat miraculously, I guess they they managed to make the payment. They made it in U.S. dollars, um, and Citigroup or Citibank was the the bank involved in facilitating that payment. So it's still kind of unclear how they were able to do that and if they skirted these sanctions or enabled Russia to do so in any way. Um, but I think they may have some explaining to do, perhaps. There's that, there's no that's still being investigated or yeah, this just happened just at like, this point. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. But I've, even even people who were you know who were owed money for this these interest payments mm-hmm. seemed surprised that they actually got paid. They're like, oh, I didn't think this was going to happen. So. so China? Um, other investors, not just China. Like other countries? Uh, private investors can buy Russian bonds as well. Yeah, yeah. They use the word coupon, and I didn't understand that. That's just the interest payment. They call it a coupon? Yeah, yeah. it's it's old Do you, like, cut it out from a sheet? <laughs> yeah, you cut it out from your newspaper, and you take it down to your bank. You give it to the cashier. Uh, they asked that same guy, they said, not Powell, the guy being interviewed, the economist interviewer. Uh, the, the, so the host was asking the, their... The reporter. Yes. That was a press 
conference that he asked him that question. That's it wasn't right. like an interview. That's yeah. right. That's what I said. He was able to ask him a couple of questions. It's still the same thing. <laughs> right, right. All right. Yeah, there were other people in the room. I get it, Alan. Um, so th- they, that same reporter was asked, now by the host, why can't I say this so clearly? <laughs> Sound like Nancy Pelosi. Mm. What he, they asked him what he was most afraid of. And he said, what bears. is the thing that keeps you up at night? Bears. There is a, a, you know, a rising risk, as we can see through elevated inflation, that central banks get it wrong. And I think the risk there is not just that they then have to tighten aggressively, but if they continue to get it wrong, if inflation continues to surprise by quite a lot on the upside, then they're going to have to adjust quite aggressively. Doing so is very painful for the economy. And I think even more alarming than that would be the political implications. You know, already institutions like the Federal Reserve have been increasingly politicized. I think if we do get into a scenario where inflation remains too hot, you then have to have aggressive tightening, which then potentially leads to quite a high risk of recession. It's not just the economic downside, but it's the political downside. Uh, That really worries me. When he keeps saying tightening, he means interest rates rising, right? Yes. Okay, so... The I don't remember the name of the head of the Fed in the 70s, the guy that Carter put in position to get inflation under control. Uh, but he's that that guy that I just described is the hero of Jerome Powell. And he said that he would give everyone in the Treasury Department or everyone at the Fed, excuse me. It's so weird. I get them confused. Um, everyone at the Fed, a copy of that of hit that guy's book, if he could. Um it's like like he's yeah, a huge I think I remember fan. reading that somewhere. And yeah. and so this was the guy that got interest rates up to like 17% and you know to try to get inflation under control. Um when he's talking about more aggressive tightening, he's saying that right now we're going up a quarter of a percentage point and we're hopeful that that doesn't cause a freak out and um rece- uh, oh cause a re- and doesn't and cause a re- causing a recession. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And then if that well, starts to happen then we'll start seeing really high inflationary jumps at more than a quarter of a percent probably and and some would say that that's necessary right that would be the argument that's the value that's always the dance that they're that's always the line they're walking though every time they raise rates they yes they can curb inflation but they potentially you know push the economy into a nosedive Mm -hmm. like what happened in the 80s um and unfortunately, there's a lot of events right now that are just making this whole thing worse and worse and worse. And we've talked before about Ukraine was sort of considered the breadbasket of Europe, right? Not just Europe, but Africa as well, especially North Africa. Um, a lot of, a what, lot of the country... what the fuck happened to Egypt that they don't make enough grain for their people? Like they used to just get ransacked by Roman Empire to have all their cereals from Egypt. And like, what? Egypt needs to get their grain from China now? What happened to you, Egypt? I, I don't know. It probably stopped but, flooding but the Nile. That's why. As a result of of this war, Ukrainian wheat production is going to go down. So is Russian uh, wheat production going to go down, and their exports are also down because they don't have access to ports and it's not safe to to ship in those lanes anymore because Russians have warships there. Um, and that's because we're a global economy now. All of that is going to do nothing but drive prices up globally, including here. Um, and so there are just more and more pushes of inflation. That, that we're going to see that the Fed is going to have to combat. And, and it's, I don't know, it's it's going to be a rough ride, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people thought that that guy that I mentioned, that it would be great if I had his name, um, that a lot of people think that what he did didn't make it stop, and it stopped from how it would have anyways. So 
Um, I would refer you to people that Connor can refer me to. I, they are not front of mind for me. Are you looking up that guy's name? Was it Paul Volcker? Sounds right. I think it was. Okay. The uh, Let me play this one. This is a good little palate cleanser. We're going to talk about China. So last thing okay. with Ukraine in it. The space station was having uh, a new crew come up. And the oh yeah the, yeah the new crew was wearing bright yellow spacesuits and they were asked like hey we're a little confused about this what's that about buddy uh, but this is all being translated by an Australian for some reason first through the hatch is Denise Matviev that's not Australian looking at your yellow suits there's been some confusion a question. Why are you wearing yellow suits when all other ISS crew members are wearing grey? Every crew picks their suits, the overalls of their own accord, so that they don't all look the same. This time it was our turn to pick the colour. The truth is, we accumulated a lot of yellow material, so we needed to use it up. That's why we wear yellow flight suits. Great. Our congratulations. <laughs> moving on. That'll do. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Those are Russian, excuse me, Russian cosmonauts, right? Yes, yeah. The fucking yes, balls, okay. man. Yeah, that's uh, that's something. Isn't that, that something? Is something? I should have put it in the isn't that something segment. <laughs> it fe- made more sense here, though. All right, let's talk about China. Um, so let me let me just play this call. This is a recap of the phone call China. Uh, China. President Biden had with Xi. It was a nearly two-hour conversation today following an intense and lengthy exchange between the national security... Actually, let me skip that one. Um, This is the call recap. Uh, Did you hear much about this, by the way? I was aware that it was happening. And then after it happened, there was just no news, right? Not much came out of it, I didn't see. Yeah, but don't you think it's still worth reporting on? What's interesting here, so I I got this clip ready, and I was like, this actually covered like a bunch of stories that I put on my Instagram over the weekend. I'm like, oh, those weren't going to ever be on the show, but thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, I'll just, I'll give a ding every time one comes. The high stakes call with Chinese President Xi Jinping ended with no assurances that Beijing would refuse Russia's request for help. Vladimir Putin has asked his key ally for missiles, drones, and cash. Did President Biden directly ask President Xi if he intends to help Russia? Well, he made clear uh, what the implications and the consequences would be if China provides material support to Russia. But did he ask, do you intend to help Russia, yes or no? I think making clear what the consequences are made clear we don't want them to do it. Isn't that what we did with Putin going into this war? They were like, so did we like tell him that like NATO would get involved? He's like, I think he understands that there's threats and the cons. He knows what the consequences are. It's like, well, how'd that work out? Like these guys are taking the same fucking tact. I mean, I, I guess the argument would be that that she has a lot more. Not Jen Psaki. She, the Winnie the Pooh looking guy, right? <laughs> yes, that that he has a lot more. She, um, don't miss at stake him. here um than than putin did in russia um you know because china sees itself as ascendant on the world stage uh-huh. it's a significantly larger economy than russia um it, russia needs china way more than china needs russia yeah but they have a carthage um, problem like Car- carthage was always like oh Car- by the way anytime there was anything on the senate floor cato would go uh by the way uh carthage must be destroyed like they they're like yeah we're doing all this blah, blah, blah. by the way fuck taiwan and anybody that calls it anything but China is a dick too. It's like, well, there's clearly more than like, I'm still that by they're tricking everyone with the phrase one China. Cause that's like a, a play on language. Like I think there's one China. 
<laughs> you know, like I mean, right. you're saying Just there's two Chinas. Like, yeah, like yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you were saying something. No, I was just saying that I, I think that the difference between the way the Biden administration engaged with the with Putin's administration and the engagement with China, their expectations are, are significantly different. So I don't think comparing those two things is well, really good. fair. You know what? I was worried about that, and I think you have calmed me down. Uh, let's move on to a couple of clips, sort of seeing, like, this is the media we have to deal with. Um, I, this one's your side. This is probably MSNBC. I don't know. Seems like fertile ground for a false flag operation. So what is NATO going to do if, you know, it's one thing for sarin gas to be used on people in faraway Syria who are... It's, it's one thing if sarin gas is used on people in Syria. Muslim and who are of a different cu- culture. What is Europe going to do when Ooh, it's on she almost European said soil? She did. Europe going to do when it's on European soil done to Europeans? What are they, they going to keep standing... So that didn't go over well with people that like think that you should care about that no matter what the people look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we talked, I think, on the show a while back about the difference between the way refugees were accepted from you know the Middle East versus the way they've been accepted from from Ukraine. Um, yeah, that's that. Clearly, that question was. Yeah. You don't have to defend your networks, Alan. I'm just. I, oh, I wasn't you. defending. Oh, it at okay, all. good. Uh, oh, yeah, you weren't. <laughs> Oh, what should I say then? That was dumb of me. I was moving. <laughs> no, um, the, the, so, okay, but this is way better anyways. So uh, can you believe okay. it? Trump was on Fox News. Oh, imagine that. But, they so get all the best guests. This guy, uh, Stuart Varney. Stuart Varney. I've played him here before. He's been getting frustrated with people that are being like dogmatic and uh, very tribal, which I've appreciated. Um, in this clip, I don't have... I don't have him sort of getting frustrated with the president because it's spread out over a lot of the interview. But at some point, mm-hmm. he keeps asking Trump, like, what would you have done if you were president? And oh, Trump kind of I gives him answers like this. Yeah. To watch. There's this discussion about whether we should send jets, MiG jets, to help the Ukrainian right. Air Force. Would you send in that kind of help? Well, maybe even more. To be- Does he sound tired? Sounds a little sleepy. Maybe yeah. he needs a hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> kind of help? Well, maybe even more, to be honest with you. And I'm, like, I'm the like one what, that Mr. would have stayed out. Like I'm the one that would have stayed out. Let, let me just explain that Putin is saying things like, don't you dare send anything in. In the meantime, he's killing thousands and thousands of people. So he's acting like we're an aggressor. If we send in some old 44-year-old plane that probably gets shot out of the sky pretty quickly... And he's acting like we were terrible people if we do that. But he's killing tens of thousands of people, far more than they're reporting. You don't knock down those buildings and blow up those buildings and they say two people were injured. Why would they underreport? It does them no good to underreport it. Slightly. Thousands of people are being killed. Well, I'd hope to God you never have to use it because that would be the tragedy of all tragedies. But if we didn't have it, we couldn't talk. But I listened to him. Okay, I did. So prior to that last little bit there, I haven't edited any of this. I just had to like cut out a lot of the middle. So I have edited. I'm not making him look worse. He just jumped to a new subject, though. Did you want to say anything? I I just... (laughs) Because it's going to change subject. At least the parts parts I've heard of this. It's, It's very... It's very Trump. It's very Trump 101 where he doesn't answer the question. He doesn't – he has no original ideas that Because he was asked different. what he would do if he were president, and he's just right. like, well, I wouldn't have uh, 
you know, I wouldn't have said no to giving them jets that, but I, but they don't need jets. Oh, I should play that kid. Yabba dabbing. Because <laughs> right. it would be, that would be the tragedy of all tragedies. But if we didn't have it, we couldn't talk. But I listened to him constantly using the N word. That's the N word. Nebraska. And he's constantly using it, the nuclear word. Wow. And we never talk it. We say, oh, he's a nuclear power. Well, I'd hope to God you never have to use it. And you should say, look, you, if you mention that word one more time, we're going to send them over and we'll be coasting back and forth up and down your coast. You can't let this tragedy continue. Okay. You can't let these, these thousands of people die. It's going to be hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of people by the time it ends. Yeah, there, there's absolutely nothing substantial there at all. It's all vapid, just words tied together. Um, lots of tragedy. Lots of yeah. people dying. Numbers and, escalating and, no... and orders of magnitude each time. Right, right. I, I'm i sorry, listeners that are fans of his. I do not miss that guy being in charge. He's fine existing. I just, man. I, I But, like, you've heard me through this whole episode. I don't want to deal with Joe Biden anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I ask you a couple questions we get out of here? Yeah, please. Um. One's more serious. One, let's go with. Uh, this is kind of related. So, so this is kind of related. So I'll just say this one. Uh, the longer this whole thing goes on, we're as we're recording. This is day twenty six, I think, of the war. Maybe day twenty seven. Day twenty seven of the war mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Um, and like the more that me and you are reading through what Putin's grand plan was, um, that's kind of established in the road to unfreedom even though that was written without this war in place, he was just saying, these are the steps and here we are in the middle of them. Um, right. Don't you feel like Trump's ability to run and win uh, is, is just like with that brand or anybody trying to use that brand, it's like, it's kind of, it has to be tainted. Like it has to have lost any credibility. The only reason it doesn't is because it exists as like simulacra, right? Where it, like, it doesn't like, it only pretends to represent something it used to. Well, wait, was I right there? Yeah, thank you. I think you were right there. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, man, I would I would like to think so. I really would. Um, Just because I don't I don't like what like the divisiveness that that brand of politics is bringing us. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you see, you know, the Tucker Carlson's of the world and, and how they're reacting to all of this, and I don't know that that shifted anything for yeah. them, um, and, and that's a. They, he represents a large portion of the population. Um, so I, mean, I, I guess for a certain subset of, of the population, yes, that's this has tainted that, that style, that brand. But I don't know if it's enough to, to really sway an election. Right, because at the end of the day, you'd still have to go vote for a Democrat. And like to some people, that's just like, yeah, but I, I wouldn't. And the reason is because of the divisiveness that's existed because of both parties, I'm fine with saying that. But I tend to think one's been a little bit more effective at. I'll I'll say something here. I I don't think that Trump's going to be the re- Republican nominee. Do you think it's going to be Rhonda, right? I think it's likely to be Rhonda. Yeah. yeah. Um. I whether it's Rhonda or not, I don't think it'll be Trump for a variety of reasons. I just I, I yeah, because you think he might be in jail, or at least well, tied up in court. <laughs> he could be tied up in court. Um. You know. I don't, his health. Uh, I think that he's lost some steam among some of some of his base that just don't see him as um, out there enough, especially when it comes to things like the vaccine. Um, so I think he has some unfavorables stacking up on his side that aren't aren't going to play well yeah. in their primary. 
Uh, can I ask you a more lighthearted question? Because I'd rather not go out on that one. Oh, sure. Okay, so um, do you ever think? Do you ever think about the fact that until the invention of the engine, the fastest speed you could experience is like the terminal velocity of like falling off of a high, like something really tall. <laughs> That had not, I was thinking like on a horse or something. But well, was like, that actually, was that was relatively new. Like, I mean, that's only been a few thousand years. Like, yeah, that's so uh, but, okay. How fast a horse goes—that's kind of cool. But, you know, actually, that brings up another question. When so, like, cars are a new form of warfare, right? Like vehicles, right? Sure. Which means so before that, if I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners know this. There was like horses were a part of warfare they were your vehicle right they were part of warfare which in World means War I. that there were right which means that there were war military veterans excuse me veterinarians. veterinarians yeah sure yes at some point there started to be military mechanics right and at some point there were more mechanics than military veterinarians <laughs> Wait, right. what but- year do you think that was Oh, it's got to be around World War One. I, I would right. imagine. Yeah, when it, we switched because World War One, you like had halfway through sort the of, war. There was like this evolution from the beginning of it, where there were people still on horseback to and when dogs. We had, there were dogs there too. Yeah, uh, to when we got more mechanized. Um, yeah, actually, my brother is in the Army Reserves as a as a mechanic. He works on like not a veterinarian because I would imagine they still have veterinarians. Probably fewer. Probably <laughs> probably less. Probably less. Yeah. All right. You want to get out of here? We got a whole other <laughs> show to do. <laughs> Yeah, man, that was fun. All right, God, uh, drive safe. Cheers. Cheers. Does he eat dogs? I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. <laughs> Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. God bless the United States. Now this is podcasting.